No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at Psalm 94, where the psalmist prays that God will judge the evildoers. But whoever the Lord instructs is blessed, and His mercy holds them up. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. In Psalm 94, the psalmist is dealing with the abuse of the wicked. He is smarting beneath their cutting words, and he is appalled at their destructive deeds. But what can he do? He can pray that the judge of the earth will do something. Psalm 94, O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongs. O God, to whom vengeance belongs. Shine forth. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? God to whom vengeance belongs. You know, when we are mistreated by others, it is natural to want to do something about it. Many movies deal with the subject of revenge. But the Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans, Beloved, Never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. The psalmist has been persecuted by others, but he entrusts his persecutors and himself to the Lord. He looks to God's judgment. He says, Render punishment to the proud. God is the lawgiver and judge, and he will ultimately judge the earth. He will punish the proud in his day of recompense. How long will the wicked triumph? This how long is the heart cry of every righteous person who has suffered at the hands of the ungodly. We know that God is slow to anger because he is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He gives the wicked opportunity to turn and live. But for those who are righteous, sometimes it seems that he is taking too long to act. The children of Israel were in Egypt for 400 years. Most of that time they were slaves to their Egyptian taskmasters. No doubt they cried, How long, Lord, until you deliver us? They utter speech and speak insolent things. All the workers of iniquity boast in themselves. They break in pieces your people, O Lord, and afflict your heritage. They slay the widow and the stranger and murder the fatherless. Yet they say, the Lord does not see, nor does the God of Jacob understand. So they speak insolent things. How commonplace it is these days for people to speak insolent things. We are commanded to speak evil of no one, but people think nothing of slandering others and destroying their reputation. But Jesus said in Matthew 5.22, Whoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whoever says, You fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. They break in pieces your people. People who have been insulted by others 
for no good reason know how hurtful and crushing such words can be. We cannot easily wipe them from our memory. In fact, they break God's people into pieces. How careless people are with their words. They afflict your heritage. These caustic words were against the Lord's heritage, his people. It is amazing to consider that we are the Lord's inheritance and he is our inheritance. They murder the widow, the stranger, and the fatherless. These three are always the special objects of God's affection because they are so often neglected or mistreated by others. But these evildoers think nothing of killing widows and strangers and the fatherless. Dehumanizing those who cannot defend themselves is always the first act of the tyrant. They say the Lord does not see. They pacify their fear by telling themselves that God doesn't see what I'm doing. Understand you senseless among the people and you fools, when will you be wise? He who planted the ear, shall he not hear? And he who formed the eye, shall he not see? He who instructs the nations, shall he not correct? He who teaches man knowledge, the Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are futile. So he says, when will you be wise? Now the psalmist could just call for God to destroy them, but instead he calls out to them, when will you be wise? When will you stop your foolishness? He who planted the ear, shall he not hear? Now, what do you think? If God designed and formed the ear, do you think he would have done that if he couldn't hear himself? Of course not. So he hears what people are saying. And he who formed the eye, shall he not see? If God made the eye with the lens, the retina, and the optic nerve, and all that is necessary in the brain so that we can perceive sight, then don't you think that he can see what we are doing? So be sensible. But the problem today is that evolution has lied to us, telling us that God did not create the ear or the eye. It's amazing what billions of years of mass and gravity and energy can accomplish on their own without an intelligent designer. He who instructs the nations shall he not correct. Now God instructs the nations. He gives wisdom to its leaders. Now, sometimes we think they make stupid decisions, but we can't even begin to imagine what it would be like if God wasn't working, helping them and directing their hearts. The Bible says that he does direct the heart of the king as a watercourse. So that's why we must pray for our leaders that God would give them wisdom. Now, if God instructs the nations, will he not also correct? Will he allow the ungodly to persecute his people forever and not ultimately call them to an account? The Lord knows that man's thoughts are futile. Man thinks he is so wise, but God knows that man's thoughts are futile. Just think, man in all his wisdom can't even control a tiny virus. How could he ever save his own soul? Blessed is the man whom you instruct, O Lord, and teach out of your law. 
that you may give him rest from the days of adversity until the pit is dug for the wicked. For the Lord will not cast off his people, nor will he forsake his inheritance, but judgment will return to righteousness and all the upright in heart will follow it. The person God instructs is ultimately happy. Why? Because he knows that God cares enough about him to discipline him and show him the right way. And he does this through adversity and through the word of God. We need both if we are to grow into maturity. Adversity and persecution cause us to seek refuge in the bosom of our God. We cry out to him for help and for comfort. And Jesus even invites us to come to him when we are weary and burdened. And then he will give us rest. The rest we have in him will keep us safe until God judges the wicked. Now, the psalmist says that he is going to dig a pit for them. So God even now is digging the pit for them as a trapper would dig a pit to catch a wild beast. It is only a matter of time until the wicked fall into the pit. The Lord will not cast off his people. Now, God may allow his people to be cast down. Certainly, he allowed his only son to suffer, but he will never allow us to be cast off. He chose us from before the world was formed. According to his foreknowledge, he predestined us for eternal life. Therefore, he will never cast us off. Romans 8.35 says, Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. The psalmist declares that judgment will return to the righteous. In God's time, he will bring about the righteous judgment that the righteous deserve. The Lord restored to Job everything that he lost. If we suffer with Christ, the Bible says we will be glorified together with him. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would soon have settled in silence. If I say my foot slips, your mercy, O Lord, will hold me up. In the multitude of my anxieties within me, your comforts delight my soul. Who will stand up for me against the evildoers? Sometimes it seems that no one is standing with us. But you see, that's the time when we look to the Lord and he becomes the only one that we can trust to stand with us in the day of evil. Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would soon have settled in silence, probably death. And if I say that my foot slips, then it's your mercy, O Lord, that holds me up. That is such a beautiful promise to know that God's mercy is holding us up. No matter what happens, we can count on it. We are leaning on the everlasting arms. In the multitude of my anxieties, your comforts delight my soul. That's God's promise to us. We may be troubled by various anxieties, but God brings to us his comfort to delight our soul. 
Shall the throne of iniquity, which devises evil by law, have fellowship with you? They gather together against the life of the righteous and condemn innocent blood. So the throne of iniquity, that speaks of government that is passing evil laws. And sometimes government does do that, but they will not have fellowship with the Lord. They may gather together against the life of the righteous. Often you will see the wicked doing that. They form their mobs against the righteous and they condemn innocent blood. They launch their accusations unfounded so many times against the righteous. But the Lord has been my defense and my God, the rock of my refuge. He has brought on them their own iniquity and shall cut them off in their own wickedness. The Lord our God shall cut them off. I love this. The Lord has been my defense. I can say that that has been true so many times in my life. The Lord has stepped up and been my defense when I didn't have a defense of my own. My God is the rock of my refuge. He is the one that I stand upon. He is my security. He has brought on them their own iniquity. And that's what happens, you know? It is so true that what goes around comes around. And if you wait on the Lord long enough, you will see God gives people over to their own iniquity. And the Lord will cut them off in due time. God gives them opportunity to repent. But if they don't, the Lord will cut them off and they will be no more. It's tough sometimes to wait for God's judgment. But if we trust in him and pray, we will ultimately see the Lord have his day of recompense. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow we look at Psalms 95 and 96, which tell us to sing to the Lord who is our great God and King. We worship Him in the beauty of holiness, for He is coming to judge the earth. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.